Welcome to episode 30 of the Current Backloggers. Uh, the date is September 4th, 2020. This is the good friend and co-host Cody G. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. And uh, let me look at the camera, though. I feel like I'm looking at the wrong screen here. Let's look at the... There we go. There's that more personable. Uh, I'm back after... A very much needed long hiatus away from Casey. Uh, a little bit goes a long way, so I think just uh, just needed some time away from him. Uh, no, clearly I'm joking. I my grandma had passed away, and that was the last of the grandparents. <laughs> Got none of those left. Um, and no, but I was incredibly lucky. I've always, I've grown up with my grandparents and I was in my mid twenties before they started, uh, piecing out. So I was very lucky in that department. Um, just some weird stuff going on, man. Just, uh, if you have, you know, your family members and friends, just make sure you know that, uh, they're not there forever and just things could, your life could change very abruptly. And to make sure that all of your, I mean, as we all know, especially as you get older, uh, just make sure your, your family and loved ones know that you love them and spend as much time with them as possible. Uh, but as you can see, though, in the background, I'm back in the basement, back in the game room. I built some shelves, put everything back together. For the most part, there's still a lot of stuff on the floors that needs reorganized and uh, just to figure out where stuff goes. Move this camera over here so I can watch it and make sure it doesn't stop stop recording. Yeah, so I built the shelves. Felt felt pretty good about myself. I strongly recommend you build your own shelves. It's crazy cheap and you get a much better product. But anyways, so what I've been up to is just working on the basement and getting everything settled. And as right as we're getting stuff settled, uh, about two weeks ago, is it two weeks ago? I noticed in the corner there was some weird, weird stuff going on with the floor trim. There was a weird coloration. And because of our basement flooding before, I had purchased a water, a water... I don't know what it's called. It's like a thing you put on the wall and tells you how much water content in the wall. Water meter, I don't know. So I put that up there and it said 100% wall saturation. And just to put that in perspective, I think when our basement flooded, it was like 30 or 40. So I got really concerned. Maybe thought, you know, there's something behind the wall that's supposed to be there, like electrical or air duct something. So I chopped a chunk out of the wall, as you do, and noticed there definitely was some more moisture back there. And I noticed my... Oh my gosh, what are those things called? Your... The things that's on the side of your... I have no memory anymore. The... The things that collect water off your roof and direct it out to the, the road was really clogged. So once again, I'm very lucky to have family members that know a lot of stuff about house maintenance. They came over and were looking at it, and they brought one of their friends out that's kind of an expert on basements and water and 
just all around a really good handy guy, but he's he's re- retired for like I don't know how many years. He's 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 an older guy. He's uh, a grandfather, and he's he's up there, man. If I was guessing, if I was a betting man, he'd be in his seventies. And Renee's father is like in his sixties. And oh, sorry, this is a sock, by the way. In case you're <laughs> in case you're wondering what that is, that's a sock on there to to cover up the peas. I know this mic's real sensitive to the the pea stuff. Uh, P is in like you know human waste. No, uh, P's is in like your pa 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 shit like that. So I wanted to fix that, and that I thought it'd be out of the camera's view, but I realized it's just a fucking old sock on there right now. So, anyways, they came over, and wow, our stuff was jammed up, full of roots, real compacted, and so uh, taking it apart. And man, does it, it's really, it's a humbling experience because I don't know shit about houses. I feel completely useless out there. I'm trying to be like, you know, they're helping, but I think I'm just getting in the way. Like I, I would just hold a shovel and watch them work and then randomly be like, okay, there's some dirt in there. I'm going to get that dirt out of there for them. Just every time, just keep getting in the way. Uh, they're really nice. I know one time I accidentally, uh, I thought they wanted the hose on. To spray out the <laughs> the gutter. Gutters, that's what they're called, gutter. And so I turned the hose on thinking, this I'm very helpful. This is going to be very helpful to me. They're going to be proud of me. I turned the hose on and I just look over and the hose is spraying water all over them, their cars, the tools. And they definitely didn't want the hose on, so I turned that off. Um, I just keep getting in the way. But they're coming out here in about two and a, about two and a half hours. And we're going to finish it. I'm very thankful because they've probably saved me $1,200 so far by us doing the work. Uh, by us doing the work, I mean me just staring at them and uh, just really starting to question my my life. Because I surround myself with video games and have crazy video game knowledge. But... Uh, I don't know shit about anything else, especially house maintenance. Thank God for YouTube. But I feel like a complete idiot out there as they're doing stuff, and there was a root that need cut, and they're like, okay, Cody's young, he can cut that, and I'm just fucking hacking away at this root. It wasn't going anywhere. I was like, I'm just going to have to bring out a Sawzall or something and like get the, get the saw. And this 70-year-old man that I have working for me... Um, I feel terrible. I offered a hundred times just to call a professional, but he says he enjoys this and he's very adamant at finishing it. So he immediately cuts the root just one one swipe of the the shovel. Um, they're both very in shape too, and I'm the opposite of in shape. So, anyways, uh, also take care of your bodies, people. Um, exercise, learn something useful. It's not video games. Car maintenance, house maintenance, something, because now I'm dealing with both of those and feel like a complete idiot. So anyways, that's what I've been up to. Uh, questions or feedback? I don't think we have any. I tried to check. I didn't see see any. Actually, here, I will go on the most recent episode, the dumb Casey Solo show, as I call it. Let's see here. There's no questions there, and I didn't see any emails. 
But once again, if you see anything that just is completely terrible or you just want to say something to us, just please do that. I enjoy that most. Uh, that's probably a fair part of doing this. It's being like, oh my god, people watch this and they leave comments. Uh, so I appreciate everybody who listens to this. I don't, I'm still quite confused why you would. Uh, so pickups. Uh, yes, there's a lot of them. I think there's 38 of them. You know, I was going to pretend like I didn't buy anything just to shame Casey. Um, but, you know, I buy a lot of stuff. I really enjoy it. Uh, and it's usually media related, right? This this week's almost all video games. I think there's one DVD and 37 video games. Uh, let's see. I guess we'll just start off with that, right? I'll try to move this along a little bit quicker. quicker. Uh, on eBay, I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified. I enjoy Call of Duty titles. And I've never really deviated much off of the main, main series. So I always wanted to go back and play some of the Wii DS ones, all the handhelds, because there's some really bad ones out there. And they're just all around different experiences. At GameStop with my five month or five month, five dollar credit. So these were free games. I picked up uh well, this is a discounted game. No no boonga nagas, no no boom nagas ambition tashi. Whatever the hell that means. Uh but it looks like a strategy game. For the PS4, I love me some strategy games, and this is made by the people, or at least published by Koei Tecmo. So it looked good. I looked up some quick reviews. It's not the greatest, greatest reviews, but I do love some strategy games. Uh, Heathcliff, The Fast and the Furious. This just looked terrible. Kart Racer on the Wii. And... I have a bad habit of seeing games like that and knowing they're terrible, but with it being a kart race, I'm always like, we'll have friends over here and I'm going to play them, and that never happens. Uh, this was at Half Price Books. I love popping into Half Price Books because randomly they will misprice some rare stuff. It's always a fun little venture to go in there. And it's a big box PS1 game, which my memory serves me right. The first few releases of the ps1 came in these big boxes kind of like you'd see with the sega saturn and i love these boxes i don't love putting them on a shelf because it looks out of place um but it was complete it's terry pratchett's Discworld, which i believe is like a 60 dollar game complete and they had it up there for 39 it's super minty still has like this the you always get like a the Saturn games and early PS1 games came with these foam inserts. Those are almost always missing. That was in here. The manuals in here. Uh, it looks really odd. I watched some gameplay at Half Price Books. Uh, like an Earthworm 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 Jim is kind of the vibe I got from it, so I picked it up. Uh this one came from a game store near my mom right is that where these came from I don't know where this game came from that's another bad habit when you buy stuff you just forget where things come from but it is the Namco Museum Player's Choice 
for the GameCube. Once again, GameCube stuff's going through the, the fucking roof right now, so if it's something I want on there, I'm picking it up, as you'll see next, because I the next two titles I splurged on was Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. This is from eBay. I think this was like a $50 purchase. It is complete. Very, very minty. Um, which I'm not sure what that game's up to right now, but I know it's more than 50. Uh, this one here, it's, if you're familiar with the game, you'd be like, oh, okay, Cody got a good deal on that. If not, you'd be like, Cody, you're a fucking idiot, which is probably my girlfriend's opinion on this, but I bought Fire Emblem, uh, Radiant, uh, Path of Radiance. This is a very rare game, came out late on the GameCube. I don't know if it's rare, it's just incredibly sought after. This is probably a $200, $220 game. Uh, it's very minty, complete with manual. I picked it up for $170. One of those things that was like, I wanted, and I've seen many times in game stores for way less than $170, but thanks to COVID, it's gone through the roof. I had a chance to get it for a decent price on eBay, and I, I did it. It was an odd auction that was, like, ending at, like, 5 in the morning and did not have many bids on it, so I got a good deal on it. At Next one is a game I've always wanted to play. I know when the Wii was released, I think this was a launch title or a pretty early title, I really wanted this game. It was uh, it looked like a reason to buy the Wii which is uh, Red Steel on the Wii. Um, I found a super minty copy, and for some reason that's really hard to find. The disc has definitely been resurfaced, so there's a chance I might not even play, but I got it at Goodwill. So our only DVD find is a gift from Peter. It is Jackass 3. Which I already own on Blu-ray, but this is the 3D version, and it is complete with the 3D glasses. Uh, still sealed. So I didn't have this version, and he was nice enough to just give it to me. It was his uh, donation towards our... One day I want to have like a jackass marathon. Maybe watch some of the best episodes in the movies. That series is uh, very nostalgic for me. It's one of those TV shows when it was out on MTV was I feel like we all have that TV show in the house when you comes on in the house everyone needs to shut the fuck up and we're not watching anything but that show and that was an early one for me uh, next game on uh, on the endless list here is Epic Mickey for the Wii that's another goodwill find Another series that's highly reviewed and looks good. I have a thing for racing games, especially racing games or car games on Xbox. This is one I did not have. Uh, it is 4x4 Evo 2. It's got a sweet Jeep on the front of it. Some sweet off-road action. Uh, Splinter Cell Conviction for the 360. I did not have this. I think this is the one that had a really cool collector's edition, though, with the AC-130. Like, drone that you could actually fly. 
I always wanted to get that special edition. If I'm not mistaken, this is the last Splinter Cell game. That series has got quite the strong fan base, and I've always wanted to get into that series. Another half-price misprice, as I, as I like to call them, that's trademarked, you cannot use it, is uh, the Paper Mario The Thousand Doors. I'm getting pretty close to just not giving a shit about GameCube anymore. I feel pretty content with my GameCube collection. There is a couple things in there. Uh, Cube of War, things that are just fucking five, six hundred dollars on, on eBay. Uh, Chibi, uh, Robo Chibi, or Chibi Robo? I forget what that's called. I had a chance to buy that for eighty dollars like four or five years ago. And I was like, oh, that's too much. And no joke, I think that thing goes for like 300 now. So uh, that's why you see me buying so much stuff. You say, Cody, this is too much stuff. But my sense of, my fear of FOMO, well, that's kind of redundant. My FOMO is pretty strong just because of seeing where games go. Especially because now games that I were new when I was a kid are going through the roof. Before, it didn't matter too much because... I didn't have a strong nostalgia feel for NES games. I played them as a kid because it seemed like every babysitter, grandparent, and parent all had NESs that you would play as a kid. But the new stuff from when I was a kid, I'm incredibly nostalgic for, and it is going through the roof. Got this for 45 I have no idea what it goes for now. Might be 100 I can't remember. That's uh, the bestseller version. So excited about that. Continuing on the GameCube train. That was half price books. Half price and misprice. Uh, Star Fox Assault. This was... I don't remember what this was. Where this came from. I've started a pile of recent pickups so I can, you know, get on the podcast and get ridiculed. Um... For buying shit. But I don't remember where this game came from. I have no memory of this. Star Fox Assault. <laughs> where did this come from? Oh man, it is scratched the hell up. Usually the scratch the hell up means uh, they came from... Most likely came from... Uh, Goodwill. I don't know where that came from. Oh, yes I do. I think that was a Facebook Marketplace pickup. That's where all three of these came from, actually. The I think they were 20 bucks a piece. Metroid Prime. for So Star Fox Assault was 20 Metroid Prime was 20 Uh Player's Choice. They are all scratched up. This is all flooding back to me now. But the guy told me, hey man, if these don't work, let me know. I'll make, um, I'll make it. I'll make it up to you, whatever the hell that means. But I tried them all and they do play. This one's actually in really good shape. Uh, Zelda the Wind Waker. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Once again, man. There's maybe five more titles on the GameCube that I'd care to get. But the way prices are right now. I just gotta relax and be patient. Um, I gotta wait for either eBay auctions that, or shit that people have put up wrong. Or game stores that misprice or yard sales just just i have to learn to be patient with that stuff it'll pop up 
I gotta gotta relax the FOMO. Uh, next one is Reckless the Yakuza, uh, Yakuza missions. It's a uh, a weird Yakuza offshoot, but the Reckless series and the Yakuza series is a great series. Both of them. I think Reckless was the Demolition Derby series, and it's just an odd game that I see going up in value. Um. Yeah, so I picked it up at, at Goodwill, or my friend did. Once again, I have an army of people constantly looking for games for me. So they call me or text me, and I'm like, yes, pick that up. I need that. Uh, Shinobi, I don't need that, though. That's the thing. I want it. Shinobi on the PS2. Missing missing the the artwork. When I was in middle school... I shouldn't be telling this story, but I am. When I was in middle school, we needed a code word for pot, for marijuana. And my contribution was shinobi. So that became our code word for, for pot. And then in high school, it changed, to, I think, to cheese pizza. Uh, I have no idea why I chose shinobi. It was a game I never played, but I wanted to play. And that sounded like a really cool name for pot. Shinobi. So, King's Quest 6 on the PC. It's just in the jewel case, but honestly, I couldn't find it in the big box on eBay. So, I was thinking maybe this was jewel case exclusive. There was no big box. Doubt it, though, because most PC games from the 90s were in the big box. This is also a game I don't think it's gotten a remaster. So, I'm excited to find that for like the two bucks usually goodwill's right around two bucks for stuff uh this next group well here let me let me split this up into where how i got them just so you know move that over there there is some really dumb titles in here i don't know psych there is no dumb titles. These are all great titles. You know I organized this before the podcast, and clearly I didn't. Man. Okay. So at my mom's Goodwill, um, I had found GameCube games at Goodwill. It had been a while for that. But uh, Metroid Prime, which also doesn't have the manual disc is a little scratched up but I did not have this label art and for two dollars this is definitely worth picking up very excited to to find that even though I just bought it but it's a different different cover so my hoardings like yeah I need both of those and I bought this maybe for a case replacement for two bucks I figured hey if I have a GameCube game that needs a case GameCube games as you know has a very small disc and very particular cases and this game is Madden 2004 with Michael Vick on the cover. Uh, he was definitely one of my favorite football players growing up. Um, not got the dog fighting stuff. I was out of high school, so yeah, I really liked him growing up. But the dog fighting stuff kind of kind of killed that, huh? 
Anyways, Spider-Man on the PS2 that was also there, complete for two bucks. I did not have that one. I think that's the first of the series of the Spider-Man movie games on PS2. Um, I could see those going up in value. You know, and I also saw Hit and Run going up in value. The Simpsons Hit and Run. And guess what? I was right. It's going up in value right now. So if you have Simpsons Hit and Run, just hang on to it, okay? It's going up in value. It's going to be like Beanie Babies, right? I hope video games are like Beanie Babies. Because I want them to be accessible to everyone. And I don't want to spend $170 on one title on eBay. Even though it was a good deal, Renee. That's my girlfriend. Uh, the next title on PS2. It's very, very weird. Weird title. It's Pride Fighting Championship. Uh, Pride was the generic... It was like UFC's WCW. Okay, it was like the generic UFC. I hate to say minor leagues because I really don't think it was their minor leagues. Like, you know, there was a lot of guys in it that would go up to UFC. I think you made more money in UFC. But my dad was got me into wrestling and then, of course, followed by UFC and then eventually Pride. I don't even know if Pride's still around. Let's see if Pride's still around. I'm sure it's got to be, right? That's how out of the loop I've been. See, Pride Fighting. Is it still a thing? Um, oh, no, man. They ceased operations in 2007. I'm really behind, huh? Pride, I think, was more of like a... Almost like a hybrid, if I'm remembering correctly. It's weird. It was weird. And Google just told me it was Japanese. So that makes sense why it was fucking weird. Uh, I think there's like weird mi m uh, mashups of different fighting techniques. And and I don't remember. Oh, I should have investigated a little bit more for you guys. Uh, then at her, my mom's pawn shop there. She's friends with the owner. He's a really nice guy. And he knows that... I like video games, so he will give me cut me some really good deals. He for two dollars I picked up the NES Remix Pack. This is the Nintendo Select. I had this game already, but not the Nintendo Select version. Uh, look at me right now. If you guys ever take anything anything serious that I say, which you shouldn't, buy Wii U stuff now. Wii U, okay, buy it now. Buy Wii stuff too, but especially Wii U. I see Wii U going through a huge spike in prices. Maybe not because a lot of stuff is getting re released on the Switch, but I could see that being the next Sega Saturn because it's a great console that was underappreciated and had some really good exclusives. And I feel like that pad, that pad experience does not convert to other things well. Like Zombie U, I don't think converted well to Xbox One because there's something special about having that pad. But that's just me, but I think Wii U stuff is going to go through a huge price jump. So if you see it, it's something you want, 
and you can afford it. If you can't afford it, get credit cards, get super in debt, whatever you can to buy video games, okay? Uh, sell drugs, slut yourself, do whatever you can to buy video games, okay? That's my motto. I'm just joking, by the way. Do not get credit cards. They're a fucking scam. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, but I get... Uh, this, is, this is what kills me about credit cards. See, now you got me started. You got me started on credit cards. What kills me about credit cards is people go, oh, my God, but I got mileage for flying. Oh, my God, I got a Target gift card. Do you realize they do that on purpose, right? They, trust me, you're not getting anything free. They do those things because it makes them money. Maybe you have self-control. Maybe you have self-control and you can do it. And you buy just your groceries and your gas on it. And you're like, oh, I got points. And my credit went up. But if you look around this room, sorry, other side. If you look around this room, nothing or my body type, nothing about me says self-control. So if you know yourself and you don't have self-control, first of all, work on it. But also do not get credit cards. Because that's what that's who credit cards uh, prey on. Right? They're like, oh, I got money back. And it's like, yeah, but somebody out there really got scammed. And granted, they didn't get scammed. They're the ones that signed up for the credit cards. But you have to be careful. You have to, you have, to have some sort of self-control. If not, you can go wild. But yeah, so that's enough of a tangent. Do not get credit cards uh, unless... You just just keep it at that. Do not get credit cards, okay? Uh, so this next group here was... This is the last group. Was a game store. My mom's game store in her town. Very cool store. He wanted to clear out some 360 and PS3 stuff. So every PS3 game and Xbox 360 game was 3 for 10. No matter what the title was. So I said, yes, please. I'll take all of them. Uh, but so on the PS3, I have no idea how to pronounce this, but uh, I will try my best here. Dai Sagaya 4, A Promise Unforgotten. That's definitely not how you say that name, but it is complete, minty, for $3. I said yes. That's almost better than, than uh, thrift stores. Another title that's going through a, a price jump, but I think that will probably mean it'll get a remaster being an EA game. It is Shadows of the Damned, PS3. For some reason, this is shot up to $30. Next one is Little Big Planet 2 Special Edition. All of these were for $3. Mod Nation Racers on the PS3. Uh, Dark Kingdom. Untold Legends Dark Kingdom did not review well, but it is a PS3 exclusive, and I'm trying to get a complete PS3 exclusive set. Uh, trying to get a PS3. My birthday is next week, and I was thinking, you know, to spoil myself, because clearly I don't spoil myself enough. I was thinking about picking up a PS3. But thanks to Corona, there is very little consoles left in any sort of fashion at game stores so I will do a little searching even marketplace man has been pretty pretty dry for ps3s which is kinda odd I don't know why why that is 
and especially because I want one of the last run PS3s, which is kind of like the grill version. I think they call it the grill. It looks like a George Foreman grill. The reason I want it is because I think Sony was like, let's our final PS3, let's make almost like a legacy one, one that it will um, be incredibly durable. And that's because it doesn't have a disc tray. And usually a lot of the faults in video game consoles are either your disc trays or capacitors. With that being, oh gosh, what model? Was that 2013 that came out, 2014? I'm guessing there's some pretty decent capacitors. And the fact that it does not have a disc tray, you kind of slide it open and put the disc in. I really think that's the console that will last the longest. And... Um, the hell was I saying? Well, it came out in some cool colors. Oh, it probably will have some of the biggest hard drives, too, is what I'm thinking. And some sweet colors. There's like a red one, a blue one. Okay, sorry. So on the 360, for $3, all of these are $3. Quit saying $3, Cody, you idiot. Uh, Legendary on the Xbox 360. Complete. Wario, uh, Wario, yeah, the good old Wario game on the 360. Warriors Orochi on the 360. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalar. I have the the collector's edition for this, but I needed a 360 copy, so I picked that up. The remaster is coming out. Oh my gosh, is that today? Yeah, the remaster comes out today, actually. So, I have that pre-ordered, the special edition. So, it should be coming. It'll probably be on my next pickup. Arcania Gothic 4. Eat Lead, Return of Matt Hazard. One of those games that I, is a cult hit, I would guess you'd say. I could see this going up in value. I don't know. Dude, also, do not don't think video games are an investment, right? It's not true. In some cases, yes, it's true, but don't don't think of them that way. Uh, without the manual, just because I really want to play this game, um, and it's something I would have avoided. But I know a lot of YouTubers list this as, or things I've seen online is listed as a hidden gem. It's GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. I'd like to get the handheld versions too. Uh, I think the Wii version, because it's almost like different play styles. Uh, Port, Port Royal Pirates and Merchants 3. I have no idea what the hell this is. But it kind of looked like a. I know the Sid Meier Pirates games blew my mind as a kid, just how ridiculously simmy they are. And this kind of gave me that vibe. So I said, sure. For $3, why not? Uh, this is a great game. Uh, one of the last T THQ games, though, is uh, Red Faction Armageddon. That might have been the last one. Let's let's do a little history history knowledge here. THQ last game. Um, I just worry because you know THQ uh, Nordic is the rebirth of THQ, but we want to know THQ's last game, right? Man, they had a lot of uh, devs. 
Bankruptcy and liquidation. Let's see. THQ is forced to delay Company Heroes 2. Was that the last one? And Metro Last Light, were those the last titles? Wow, that's... I forgot how recent they were a thing. Um, yeah, it looks like it. THQ partnered with Humble Bundle, which is, I think, how I bought Company of Heroes. THQ sold nearly 800,000 bundles, raising $5 million. Um... Oh, yeah, and they went, they went bankrupt right after that, so... Company Heroes 2 might technically be someone else, then. Let's see. Oh, man, it might be. Um, oh, published by Sega. Yeah, so it looks like they went out and Sega picked them up. I'm trying to figure out here, what is their last title? I know Google's trying to tell me the the last airbender, but I don't think so. That shit came out on PS2. Oh, it's because I typed in THQ last game. Oh my god, Google. Um, I don't know. But THQ's a funny one, man. They put a lot of time and money into that. that they had a tablet. I'm sure you guys are familiar with. I think it's called UDraw. And man, that thing flopped hard. And I think they ended up with a... Oh, actually, here's a list. Here's a list of uh, of their final games, I believe. Um, let's see. So they let me... Darksiders 2. Looks like Darksiders 2 might have been it. Or WWE 13. Darksiders 2. That looks like it was the last one. Let me see if I can find this. They had a tablet that just absolutely killed them. I think they ended up with a bunch of extra ones. They invested a bunch of money into them. And I feel like the budget titles, which is what THQ is known for, is those, um, those, those cheaper games. Which is why I like them so much, is because it's usually... The budget titles is usually where I spent most of my time as a kid playing. Yeah, so Red Faction's back to back to this. Red Faction Armageddon was 2011, so it was a year before they closed. Um, and then Shadows of the Damned on the 360, not as expensive, but it's another one that's going up in value. Very minty copy, so I said yes, I will take that for three dollars. I wish I'd gone through more. There were some titles in there that um, I wish I'd have grabbed. Now thinking back at it, but. My girlfriend was out in the car, and I think I had my whole family out there waiting for 45 minutes while I went through this video game store. And I just like just grabbed a bunch and got out of there. And Stranglehold, John Woo presents Stranglehold, which is another game that pops up on people's hidden gems. But if you look, John, look at that. He's wearing some lipstick there, isn't he? Some odd lips. He looks like somebody that drowned and came back to life but never got their complexion back so that's the pickups oh no there's two more i was at, at at goodwill it was a weird story man i go to this goodwill all the time and they have all their stuff in, in a case and usually what happens is i'm there late in the evening so it's a different lady working but to that day i was there early with my mom 
and I asked if I could look in the case, and this case is like a stand-up case, and normally they open it and just stare at you while you search. So she opens it, and I start searching and grabbing stuff out of there to look at, and she just flipped a lid, man. She uh, she did one of my pet peeves, which is where people repeatedly say no, like, no, 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 no. And I just don't know why they just irked me, man, because I've never had to de- deal with that there. And you should see the ridiculous amount of money I give them. And this lady's grabbing stuff out of my hands like I was stealing it. And it's these are $2 items. Their video games are $2. So I'm a, I'm a little unsure of why she thought I was going to steal them. Um, and then she went on for about 10 minutes about why she did that. And um, I'm not the worst customer, she said. You're not the worst customer. Oh, really? Okay, thank you. I appreciate you telling me that but while she's checking me out i that sounded really dirty she there was some controllers behind the counter and i was like how much for those controllers and then she got shitty with me again she's like well i have to call someone from the back i was like i do that for me thank you so a guy came out and he was like it's two bucks work and i was like sure why not so for two bucks each n64 gray and GameCube Black, buy those all day. Controllers are one of those things that I hoard, but when they break, I'm very happy that I have them. Especially for those two consoles. Get a little drink, a little drink break here. So the final pickup here, um, probably about. Probably about a. Four or five months ago, there was a, a a magazine article and cover that was going a little viral. It was getting shared a lot. And it was a magazine called Next Generation. And it's just a very weird timepiece magazine. This was the in August of 98. So this is right about the time that... It's probably about... Man, this is... Right, let's see, I would have been seven. No, I wasn't seven in 98. I'd have been six. I think I was just getting ready to turn six. Whatever. And that's when video games kind of consumed my life and became my main focus. Um, so that's already an important year for me. Especially at that time. Because that would have been the year. That would have been the year I got my N64. My own console for my own room. And that's when toys and action figures kind of took the back seat. So anyways, back to the magazine. Uh, no one gives a shit about personal stories, Cody. Um, it has a very odd cover. As you can see here, and it's called Next Generation, and it's uh, about the next consoles that are coming out. And <laughs> it's funny to look back on, you know, hindsight, because they are talking about the N64, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Dreamcast. The PlayStation subtitle says, PlayStation, how long does it have? The 
Xbox, which at the time was known as Project X, they didn't. There was no name for it. It said, "Is it real?" So at the time, it was a super. It was just a rumor. They didn't know if Microsoft was doing anything or not. N sixty four can it survive? And then for Dreamcast it says, "Can it be stopped?" Uh, as you guys know, PlayStation went on dominated. N sixty four did okay. Project X was definitely real and definitely dominated. And Dreamcast actually stopped so hard that it stopped the entire company of Sega. Inside is just an articles about, um, of course, your games and stuff like that. But um, there's like mock-ups of the Xbox that look nothing like the, the Xbox we got. Essentially look like a DVD player. Um, so once this magazine got shared a bunch, I was like, man, I want a copy. And there was none on eBay. So I just put out a eBay reminder, hey, if this pops up, let me know. And it did, and it's for a good price of $5. And I said, yes, please. So I bought it for 7 bucks. It's very minty, has all the inserts. I will definitely be getting this framed because it is such a unique part of the gaming history. And it's just really funny to read. They had several magazines where it was like uh you know hindsight looking back on it, it's like uh of course idiots or you guys are wrong or whatever but i just love it i don't know i've been really protective over it too like the cat came in this room and i was like just watching this magazine i was like you go towards the magazine i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you out of this room i'm gonna kick you out uh, so that's the pickups, man. Jesus Christ. That was a long one, wasn't it? So the next part, uh, well, normally if Casey's here, this is where I'd be, uh, you know, talking about his pickups, which is usually one thing, one or two things. So I feel like pickups is just, is a Cody thing. I feel good about that. That's like my part of this. <laughs> that's where I contribute, right? I, not only can I fill in when he's gone, but I can also contribute in pickups. So the next one is, what have you been playing? And I've been playing, okay, because I've had three weeks. Uh, I finally beat Halo Wars. You know, I definitely enjoyed it, man. It got really good at the end. Um, it's just a strategy. It's like a, a strategy game. Well, it's more of a TV show with a strategy game kind of thrown in there. It's just some of the best cutscenes in video games is Halo Wars, and the the people that make those animations are, you know, famous. They made the Knights of the Old Republic ones. Um, I wish Microsoft would give them a TV show for Halo, an animated TV show, maybe Netflix, an episodic thing. I think that's where Halo would fall best. And even if you don't want to play these games, you should definitely go and just watch the cutscenes. They're some of the best action. And it, it seriously feels like a TV show. When the cutscene ends, usually the cutscenes, I'm like, okay, come on, come on. But when these cutscenes end, I'm kind of sad because I, I just enjoy them. Uh, I beat it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to move on to the DLC because I have the Game of the Year edition. The only DLC included in the Game of the Year edition is skins. All of the skins for multiplayer, which I have no real plans of playing. Well, it's not skins, it's more generals, so I think it might change your your troops. 
I'm not sure yet. I haven't haven't messed with that enough, but that would make sense, you know. Um, I know some of the, like, uh, I want to go back and play with some of the, uh, I almost said Covenant, but they're technically not Covenant. They're the Stranded. Is that what they're called? Stranded? Um, I want to go through and play some of, some of their generals. I think there's even a Grunt general, which I think would be hilarious. I'd like to go back. Um, and then there's a, like, two or three camp missions that it adds and that's it and i was wanting the the last dlc which in my mind i think game of the year is usually usually is every if any dlc comes out for this game you get it for free right but i guess the you know um the last dlc was not part of that I understand where they're coming from you know you want to make money but i was just a little sad because it's a it's a 20 dollar $20 thing and the whole game for me was $20 the game of the year so I'm, I'm getting a great value already so I shouldn't complain uh, I will definitely be buying that DLC though because I want to know the rest of the story because I still feel like there's some stuff missing in between this and the new Halo that I'm sure the DLC goes over which is kind of crazy that Halo Wars which is already kind of a spinoff that not that many people played is now an integral part of the story for the next Halo, Halo Infinite. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure yet, but I'm guessing that the DLC would also be pretty integral for the story of Halo Infinite. Just judging based on there's some stuff missing that I wish they would have talked about or shown. Um, so, let's move on. The next thing I've been playing was Dragon Quest 1. I. I finally beat it. Um, towards the end, I kind of slowed down. I just wanted to savor it. And it's just, once again, just some mindless grinding. It's something I was playing while I was listening to podcasts or watching TV shows, which is, I think is, is not how they wanted you to play it, but that's, I feel the best way to play those older grindy games. They can get pretty boring if you're not. Um, the story is pretty stereotypical, but... You have to think of the context of when it was released, that this was not stereotypical. This is mechanics-wise and story-wise, this was one of the first. And a lot of other games like Pokemon and stuff like that was based off of it. I had fun with it. I might go play the second one because the second one's kind of where they added teams. Instead of, uh, you know, as the individual fighter, you had teams. Um, But, you know, honestly, nothing has changed from previously playing it. Uh, the final boss was awesome. There's kind of like a little bait and switch that he does. But yeah, it's just the grandfather of current RPGs, and I want to want to play more RPGs and appreciate them. I'm more of a shooter. Uh, just that, you know, I started playing games in the heyday of fighting games, racing games, and definitely shooters. And I've always felt a draw to shooters, but um, RPGs is one of the things I've always lacked in. And those are usually some of the highly regarded video games, right? Um, so I want to go back and kind of appreciate where they, the roots of them before I get into some other ones. Okay, so the next thing I've been playing, I got back into Pokemon Go. It's been a while. I know the year it came out was that 2016. That was my game of the year. Uh, it's just, the reason I've gotten back into it 
is the my my beef with the game has been fixed with their addition the quality of life stuff for Corona. Um, you can play the game more at home now instead of having to walk around a park and be social and be out in the sun. And they've added remote raids. Uh, Team Rocket comes to you now. I'm missing a lot more stuff there. Like, uh, gifts are easier to get. It's just more of a game now. It's not one of those things you open and you play with for 10 minutes and then put back in your pocket. Now I feel like you can spend, you know, a couple hours a day on it. And it's because of the quality of life stuff they've added that's specifically for Corona. So people aren't, you know, they're not getting grief for having people go out and in the public. But it's one of those things I'm like, man, I wish they would uh, leave these things they've enacted because it's driven me to play it. And it's great. But we'll get into the news. I did have a little recent grief with it, but I seems they seem to be rectifying it. Uh, so what else have I been playing? Oh, um, I'm playing new games now, which is pretty rare for me. I was actually thinking about that a couple nights ago. I was like, man, it's been a while since I played new games. This is weird for me. But I played Grounded and Fall Guys. Grounded is the Xbox PC exclusive of the little kids, honey, I shrunk the kids. And Fall Guys is, uh, you know, everyone's talking about it. It's the, the new Battle Royale. Um, we'll start with Fall Guys. It's su- one of those games that's super easy to pick up to understand the basics. Um, but it's hard to master, right? Like, it's, it's possible for me to get top five, but I, I, I haven't won yet. Uh, it's one of those games that's too, uh, it's kind of becoming mainstream, because people that don't really play games or know games like, you know, uh, like Casey or I, or that obsessed with them, it's becoming their kind of game. Like, people are asking me, hey, you played Fall Guys? You, you enjoying it? Or the family members texting me, like, hey, you play Fall Guys? Stuff like that. Um, so it's becoming one of those pop pop culture things. I don't think it'll get to the level of Fortnite. That's a pretty high bar. But it's enjoyable. It's something I can play two or three rounds of a day. And that's where I usually call it quits. It's something I can't sit there for hours and play. I don't know how people do that. And it seems to be based more on luck versus skill until the last five people. And then it's... It's... I just know, I'm like, okay, this is over for me. I've, I've gotten pretty far, and I'm not winning. I do enjoy a lot of the courses. I'm seeing a lot of repeats. And then some of them you don't see pop up very often. Essentially, it's just a wipeout, the Battle Royale. I know there's a Doritos game that Casey and one of my friends, Andrew, uh, say it's very similar to. I'm enjoying it. It's something I don't think I'll play a lot of. It'll be something when a friend... Like, hey, you want to get on Fall Guys? So that's when I'll get on. The next one is Grounded. It It, it is... Uh, it's a great game. It's kind of like a, a diet Monster Hunter. It's... Monster Hunter always scared me because it's a very intensive game like you need to know a lot of stuff there's a huge learning curve and grounded there is some of that but it's it's just watered down monster hunter so i feel like this is a good introduction for people to this type of game and i didn't expect it i expected like a rust or a minecraft vibe but 
it's very similar to Monster Hunter, the fact that you're fighting and hunting down these big bugs, that you're teaming up with people, and then you're taking bug parts, ripping their heads off, and making armor with them. Uh, I know one of my friends referred to it as Rusty Monster Crafter, because it is a combination of a lot of games, and... But my thing is, there's not a lot of content with it. I feel like I'm kind of at this point, after a couple nights of playing, maybe putting in like 16 hours or something, I feel like I've kind of done everything. But then I have to remember this game's an alpha. I remember Minecraft in alpha. There was nothing. There was nothing. Once you had diamonds, you're like, what do I do? I've done this. I've completed this game. And just seeing Minecraft in Alpha to now is like two different games. So I feel grounded. They're going to add a shit ton of stuff to it. And it could be years of content. But what scares me about that is games that do that. That's all the game developers that make games like that. That's all they do. So Obsidian, which is like Microsoft's one of the biggest biggest developers definitely out of the recent buys but i think out of their whole stable that's up there so i worry obsidian could be so focused on this game that they're not making anything else um so i hope obsidian's like okay this guy's over here in the corner that's our grounded guys while we work on something else uh, i'm just concerned maybe they could become the next rare meaning that they really don't make anything of huge notoriety and this could be it we'll see um so that's everything i've been playing right there so we'll move on to the next part here uh some really good segues right what have i watched i had watched uh about two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago i watched shazam for the first time, it uh, it reminded me of an early, I don't know, early 2000s Disney movie. Um, but in that manner, it was a very original storyline. It's not your stereotypical superhero, like, oh my god, this guy was a nerd and then he got powers and then beat the bad guy. Essentially, that's kind of what it is, but they went a different route of it instead of the usual. Um, something I didn't expect that it's it's a pretty funny. Well, I did expect it because everyone said this, but it's a it's a pretty funny movie. This would have been a movie I would have worshipped as a kid, and this movie had to be pretty cheap to make. I think it was. And it made some crazy money. So I'm more than certain there will be a sequel. But it looks like the sequel they talked about it being 2021 20, because of Corona. So I'm worried how old these kids are going to look. Unless they've already filmed their parts. Um, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm excited for the sequel. There's also 21 Pilots. There was a 21 Pilots song in it for a few seconds. So that kind of won me over. And honestly, man, that might have been, besides like the normal YouTube and bullshit stuff I'm watching all the time, that's really the only movie I sat down and watched. So, which I'm trying to get better about because I have a huge 
collection of DVDs as well. Not not compared to video games, but I'm trying to get better about watching movies and games too, because I feel like I don't play enough for how much I buy. So the next part and the last part is news. This was what I was talking about within what I played. Pokemon Go added Mega Evolutions. And essentially are these like beefed up final evolutions. And there's a the Mega Evolution Charizard. I recommend looking it up. It's one of my favorite favorite definitely my favorite Mega Evolution, but one of my favorite Pokemons in general. So I was very excited when they announced this. My girlfriend and her brother, who were way more into Pokemon Go than me, were like, yeah, it's kind of dumb, though, because if you do get him, you only get him for four hours, and you have to save up a bunch of Mega Evolution candy that you get through raids. And I was like, that's pretty dumb. And it kind of seemed to be the consensus across the board, so they did come out yesterday saying, hey, guys, we're going to fix this and make it up to you. So hopefully that means you can keep the Mega Evolutions, because then I will start caring caring more and uh will actually pursue getting the mega evolution charizard because the way the evolutions is set up now it is uh, mega evolutions is just there's no incentive i don't just don't give a shit and that kind of feels like how pokemon go was before corona so yeah um for the xbox the new series x I recommend, well, the PS4 as well, recommend signing up for Walmart and GameStop and Best Buy notifications of when this, the pre-orders could go live. I know Amazon and Target right now kind of have placeholders for the alerts. And then PS5 added in a thing you could put in your username and then you could pre-order a console. I have a strong feeling these are going to be really hard to get at first because of Corona production-wise and the way these companies are going about it right now. It would would not surprise me if they're delayed. But if they're not delayed, this could be looking like something that's hard to find for at least a year. So if you want these right day one, which I'm not seeing much incentive of why you'd want them day one, make sure you sign up for these alerts. Today, as of right now, eight hours ago, people got Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters 1 and 2. Unfortunately, I pre-ordered the collection edition through GameStop. So I'm going to have to wait four days for it to arrive. But right now, man, it's sitting at an 88 and an 86 in GameSpot, which uh, GameSpot's usually my go-to. They gave it a 90. So I'm excited to get my hands on it. Maybe I could do an unboxing or something of the collector's edition. We'll see. Uh, big news, Nintendo Direct yesterday came out with a bunch of stuff for your 35 year anniversary of Mario, which is kind of weird. I feel like we just celebrated the 25th anniversary of Mario with that red Wii, that beautiful red Wii that I want. So Game & Watch Super Mario Bros. Edition was announced at their Nintendo Direct. It's coming in at $50, which I think is a great price point. Um, I just love the options that Nintendo provides with going back to their older consoles and giving people a way to play this older shit that's kind of expensive and hard to find. And I hope all gaming companies do that as a way to preserve the history. 
Um, I think it might be kind of useless, though, besides the collectability. Because this, these games are available, uh, you know, Super Mario Bros. is available on everything, it seems like. But the aesthetics and the feel of it, I think if you want to get the feel of a game and watch, that's the, the route to go. I will definitely be trying to get one of these. I know Casey told me about this yesterday, and I was incredibly excited and was like, man, I, I need one of those. Um, I do have several of the original Game & Watches that I've gotten through Marketplace. And there's a few more that I wanted. And I'm, I'm worried that when these consoles come out, these... I don't want to say reproductions. What, what would you say? These newer editions, whatever. When they come out, man, they could cause a spike in the prices of the old ones. People are like, well, I want the old one too. Or it could cause them to go down in value because people are like well now we have a, a better better way of playing those so i hope nothing happens or the price goes down on these and not up uh we could see because i've seen animal crossing on the gamecube definitely went up for a second because of the new one so it could really go either way and usually you can guarantee nintendo stuff is going to go through the price uh, through the roof um my only issue with it is why not have more Game & Watch games on there? It just seems like they had one. Uh, I understand, like, the there's some Mickey Mouse Game & Watches or some proprietary licenses or whatever that you couldn't get a hold of. I'm sure it would have been pretty easy to buy those. Uh, I just wish the Game & Watch could have had the whole Game & Watch series. And had the... If you look up Game & Watches, there's several variations. Like, you could... There's like a Nintendo 3DS version. That was kind of the precursor for the 3DS. Like clamshell action. I wish they would have made several different versions themed around certain games. But maybe sold SD cards or like little little things you could plug in there to add more Game & Watch games. But yep. So Game & Watch is important to me where my mind kind of goes. Because... It's not the first handheld, but it's the first handheld like like we know. What the NES did for consoles, Game & Watch did the same thing for handhelds. But the guy that created them, I think you pronounce his name uh, Gunpei. I think it's how you pronounce it, Japanese. I don't, I don't know. He is very integral in Nintendo. He's kind of like... If Miyamoto is the, the the father of Nintendo, let's say, he's the grandfather of Nintendo. He, with the Game & Watch, he created the D-pad. I just know this shit because of the endless dumb shit I watch on YouTube. Gunpei created the D-pad. He was the, the creator. He was the, the guy behind it. And the D-pad is used in every console now, right? And he came up with the idea of the um, the handheld, the gaming system, handheld gaming system, because he saw a gentleman playing on, uh, you know, he'd ride the subway every day, and, you know, it's boring as shit, commuting is. And he saw a guy that was so bored out of his damn mind, he was playing with a calculator. I wonder if this guy knows that he helped create handhelds. So I don't, what he's, I don't know what that means. He was playing with the calculator. was like putting in buttons, like, you know, 8005, you know, uh, boobs. 
I really hope that's what he was doing. But I didn't quite understand, you know, if he's just typing in numbers or what. That's a an odd thing to be doing. But that uh, helped him realize, like, there's a there's a market for this shit. And just to go back to this guy, also he was a. Uh, I'm just checking out my notes here. He was the supervisor for Donkey Kong, so that'd be the guy that was overlooking the development of, of Donkey Kong. And of course, he knew that that blew up in the the arcades, and it was kind of the driving force behind Nintendo going from playing cards and toys to video games. Um. From my understanding, too, he was kind of the teacher for Miyamoto. This comes from the Wikipedia page. Uh, he's the explained many of the intricacies of game design to Miyamoto, which is insane because Miyamoto is the guy you go to for game design, right? So I'm not saying he was, you know, was the the only teacher to Miyamoto, but. If he was the the guy Miyamoto went to, if the main game design guy went to him for game design, he's incredibly integral in games, right? But we don't hear his name. I'll get to my conspiracy why we don't we don't get to hear his name very often as we do with Miyamoto. Uh, he also went on to work. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, he continued to work with Miyamoto on the next Mario game, Mario Bros. He also proposed the multiplayer concept and convinced his co-workers to give Mario some superhuman abilities, such as the ability to jump and unharmed from great heights. That's huge in Mario, right? That's two main things that the game design is known for. He, Yokoi also produced several, uh, art, they call them research and development one. Which I think Nintendo sets uh, all the developers up into research and development teams, I think is how it works. And he worked for Research and Development 1, which is the main one. So he's their main game creator. Or the the, the, the watcher of the game creators, right? That's... Oof. Uh, but he worked on... Was the overseer for Kid Icarus in Metroid. He also designed Rob. And... Uh, the main driving force behind Game Game Boy. Uh, and then well, now we will get into why I think he's not known, right? He was the main driver behind Virtual Boy. Which I think is probably Nintendo's one of their only flops. Console-wise, right? It was a huge commercial failure. Nintendo, this is from Wikipedia, Nintendo has denied the Virtual Boy's performance in the market was the reason for Yokoi's subsess... whatever, departure from the company. But I have a strong feeling that it had to have a huge drive in between him and Nintendo. Because he said, oh, I just, I'm just retiring. But after he retired, put quotation marks in there, he left with some uh, some co-workers or people that were under him. A few people left, which is usually a sign that like something happened that they didn't agree with as well. And they left to, to work at his company called Koto. The only reason I know about Koto is because... They went on to make uh, Bondi's intro in, or entry into handhelds. It was a game system called the Wonder Swan, 
which is an exclusive to Japan. I've been wanting to get a couple of them. They have some cool versions. They're a pretty big hit in Japan. Never released in the United States. But I know they're pretty sought after. Let me get some sweet tea here out of a jug, right? They're pretty sought after by collectors, and they have a, a decent reputation for having some really good games and a really good handheld system, right? Uh, Yokoi unfortunately passed away before we could see too much, uh, too much action from his company. I think his company was a few years old when he passed away. But listen how weird his death was. This is also from Wikipedia. Yokoi was riding in a car driven by his associate uh, on the expressway when the vehicle rear-ended a truck. After the two men had left the car to inspect the damage, Yokoi was hit and fatally injured by a passing car. That's just, just a terrible way for him to go. And I feel like he does not get credit that he deserves. This, this guy is almost on the level of Ralph Bear, right? Like, he is the godfather of video games, especially modern video games. And I feel like Nintendo has buried him, and this was a chance to give him some more credit. And I feel like they dropped the ball on it. And I get no one gives a shit. People just want to play games. But I feel like he's been done dirty, and he passed away just in a, such a shitty, dumb way to, to, to die. And I don't know. I feel bad for him. But I feel like this could be a, a great movie. That whole storyline. Or TV show. Um, like Console Wars. Maybe dedicate a season or two to him in Console Wars. Seth Rogen. Okay, enough with the history lesson. The next thing they announced was Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's, Browser, uh, Bowser's Fury. I played a little bit of this on the Wii U. I don't have a huge tie to this game, so I really couldn't care less. The next one they announced was Super Mario Bros. 35, coming out on October 1st. This is a Battle Royale game that's going to be only available for a limited time. I think till March. I think the reason for the limited time only thing is to play on people's FOMO. And you're not getting me, okay? Nintendo, you're not going to get me. They did get me, though. So, I think they're going the route of... It seems like Nintendo loves to to do similar stuff like you see with Disney. So you have the Disney Vault. I know a lot. Cheap-ass gamer was the first person I saw that made that comparison. I think that's what they're trying to do. Kind of create that, uh, oh shit, I need to play this. I need to buy this. And essentially it's a battle royale. It's very similar to like our uh, Tetris 99 that we saw on there. Whereas you're jumping and... If you kill an enemy on your screen, it goes to another another guy's screen. Um, shit like that. And then you die, of course, it's over. It's a very original idea, and I will definitely be playing it. It looks great. The next thing is they introduce these Mario Kart RC cars, which is like Mario Kart in real life. So they have cameras on them, and they're racing around homes. You set up these like little objective poles and... Uh, Wow, that's such a great idea. This is, so, I don't even know how the hell you think of this, but I really like it. I think it's going to be difficult. It's kind of like VR, where it's like, you know, do I have room for this? Do I have space for this? But there's a lot of original ideas. 
and things. But my sick mind goes to a dark place, okay? When it comes to this stuff. Because I can already see people setting these up on porn sets, homicide scenes, and like homeless camps, right? Just to be edgy, to be funny, because that's what I would do. That'd be hilarious, right? You have a porn set, and these RC cars are just driving around, and there's just a couple people doing it off to the side. How funny would that be? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why that's where my mind went. Uh, man, I want to get my hands on these, but I have a feeling they're going to be rare and expensive and hard to find because this is Nintendo. This is what they do. They're experts at this shit. Creating a huge buzz by this. This could be... This could be like the, the It toy. You know, each Christmas there's an It toy. Like a few years ago it was Hatchimals. I could see this being a hit toy. There's a lot of Switches out there. And a lot of kids that would love to play with this shit. But I would have said the same thing for uh, their cardboard. The Nintendo cardboard, right? But that never seemed to take off to the level I thought it would have. Okay, the next thing they announced was the pin set. So you have to go on and complete some challenges to get the pin set. And I went and I did the challenges. They're pretty simple. They're kind of more of a scavenger hunt for their website. Like, it won't take you directly. The links don't take you directly to where you need to be. And I think it's so you scroll a little bit and get a little bit more advertising in you. But I did all of the challenges besides the last two, which you kind of can't do till the game comes out. And one of the challenges is related to their Mario Kart game. You can only... I think you can only do it on the 9th. So, um, then they had like a splash screen and like t-shirts and other dumb shit you could buy. Um, I call them dumb shit, but I loved every, every minute of this Nintendo Direct. This might have been my favorite Nintendo Direct I've ever watched. Uh, Super Mario Bros. All-Stars is returning. That's great. That's a great uh, compilation of games, right? And it looks like it's coming out on the Super... I needed to, to investigate this some more, but the Super NES. Um, which, I don't know how that works. You hook up the Wi-Fi and you get new games on it? That's cool as hell and should definitely be taken advantage of by more people. Um, not more people, but more developers. If Nintendo would let them... Like, you know, get some of those old Capcom games on there. Some older NES games. Because I think that could be the future of preserving games, right? Something similar to that. Which, to me, that is the ultimate way to do it. To have something that looks like the original controller. Feels like the original controller. And something that looks like the original console. But works on modern television. And you can add new games to it. That's that's where I want emulation to go in the preservation of video games, because kind of, that's why I kind of collect games is because I want to play them that that will never happen, but it's also in a way to preserve it and to uh, surround myself with a bunch of shit I don't need. Right. Uh, the next thing they announced in the final thing it was probably the biggest news. I'm sure you saw everyone talking about it on social media. Super Mario 3D All Stars. This is something that's rumored. And we knew it was coming, but it was still exciting to see, right? The Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy and Sunshine. And I know Sunshine gets a lot... It used to get a lot of hate, man, but 
it seems people have turned around to it if I've uh, really liked it um, one thing I hope they do keep is just keep the game original especially when it comes to Mario 64 because there's some glitches in there that speedrunners like to take advantage of and speedrunning is huge for Mario 64 so if you guys could get into that crowd of speedrunners on Twitch that would be great promotions but I think you have to keep the glitches and keep the game as original as possible for that but once again this has a limited physical and will be going away Disney Vault knockoff FOMO oh my god eBay uh, I did pre-order, so they, they got me with the FOMO, right? But it's because this is a game I definitely would want to play, and you fucking got me with the FOMO, which is a great way to, to you know, get us, get us people in there. Um, and I wasn't the only one. Everyone seemed to go and pre-order that thing. So I think that's, uh, that's it. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Let me know if I did anything wrong. Um, I hope the audio was good. I, I did a lot of weird shit here with a sock and piling up papers just to make sure it sounded good for you guys. But uh, thank you for watching or listening. And I love you.